and welcome back to the Never Seen It podcast. You're listening to the season finale. Uh, I'm your host for this evening, Alex Colego. And with me tonight, we have Adrian De La Torre. Hello, hello. How you doing tonight? Oh, good, good. Good, good. That's all good. And uh, <laughs> Anthony Girardi. Two seasons in the books. Hard I to know. believe. It's it's awesome to have to feel a feeling. It's an awesome feeling to have this. A little surreal, right? Yeah. I know. It just felt like a year ago that we started this whole thing. I don't know. <laughs> and a whole COVID also, ago. I know. Oh, oh, one whole COVID. Is that going to be a time term now? <laughs> BC man before COVID. I think that's that's what it stands for now. I'm calling it COVID 1.0 and COVID 2.0. That kind of happened in July. So yeah. <laughs> and we and finally we have. Arnold Colego, my like my wonderful brother. Hello. <laughs> oh, hello, ladies. <laughs> oh, sorry. That was my Val, a little Val Venus there for you wrestling fans. What's up, everybody? Arnie, the one man party up in the house. <laughs> it's it's always a wonder how you get like uh <laughs> how you get this way before. How do you do it, Arnold? How do you do it? <laughs> what? Hello, ladies. <laughs> is that yeah, uh, Randy? Randy, what's his face? Not Macho Man, but it's the uh, Val Venus from the. This Adam is Val Venus. His his, um, his shtick was he was a, a former porn star gone now now wrestler, and <laughs> and, so, and so the the way that they built up his character like his uh, his his um who he uh, who he was even before he started wrestling is they would show all these like promos, but then it's like him. With like no shirt on, relaxing in bed, and then uh, like under the covers, and then uh, two heads pop up like from each side of him. They actually had Jim Jameson in one of those promos. I remember. Oh <laughs> man! I mean, I feel like yeah. the acting is better in pornos, though. Yeah. Oh. Okay. <laughs> well, before we get too off the rails, uh, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, Never seen a podcast. Just find us there. Uh, send us an email: podcast.neverseen at gmail We Still haven't heard from you guys. We'd love to hear from you. Um, subscribe to the show on Spotify and iTunes. And if you haven't, leave us a review, rate us. You know, we'd love it. It helps out the algorithm. So uh, tonight we are watching True Romance. How many of you have have you guys seen it? I've seen it. I have not. I also have not. Uh, Actually, I, I've seen you, Alex, watch it, but I, I only watched you. <laughs> I didn't watch the movie. You're just staring at me in the corner of my room, like as I didn't notice it. This is no. like in the '90s, just you know, no. watching me watching. Watching me. <laughs> so he remembers all the audio and just your facial expressions. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> it was like the, the thing to do before react videos were popular. <laughs> like I didn't even know that Jim Carrey's in this. <laughs> <laughs> no? well, uh, uh, True Romance is uh, actually considered to be Quentin Tarantino's, Quentin Tarantino's second film, even though he didn't direct it. Um, it was actually directed by Tony Scott. Um, the late great Tony Scott. I know. Um, when did he pass away? I, I I knew he passed away, but I think he passed away. I want to say like five or six years ago. It, it's been a while, if, but yeah, when I heard about that. Twenty twelve. Twenty twelve. Damn. Oh dang. That was uh, 
That was a year. That was a year. No, that was yeah. the year that the world was supposed to end. Remember? Most yeah, of the Mayans were dyslexic. It's 2021. Oh, yeah. God. It's oh, my gosh. Let's not get into that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it was actually um, his first screenplay for a major motion picture, so which is a, kind of like a, a big deal. Yeah. Um, initially, he'd hoped to um, direct it, but you know, eventually it, he lost interest and just sold the script. Fortunately, he was happy how it turned out, you know, so um, it's actually one of his favorite films. Yeah, it has it definitely has his fingerprints in the story, like his sort of style of how he writes uh, characters and dialogue and whatnot. The direction, though, is all Tony Scott's for sure. Totally. But I kind of feel like Tony Scott and Quentin Tarantino had like a similar similar taste because like it's kind of apparent in like in this film that there's a lot of like Tarantino is an LA guy. Tony Scott was an LA guy and they, they, to the end, to the end, to the very end. Um, uh, so, uh, Anthony, uh, what are your first impressions on on this? Have you, yeah, you know, I, I haven't, seen this i don't know a whole lot about it which is surprising because i'm actually a, a huge tarantino fan uh so i'm surprised that this hasn't come across my radar in the years but i think this and foxy brown are like the only two tarantino films i haven't seen oh. uh, you mean jackie brown jackie brown thank you foxy brown the character from oh, what was that show with all the animated the animated reality oh. show uh I was anyways I was thinking the female rapper. Oh, that's but, right. <laughs> Foxy Brown on that oh. on the she did that hit with Jay Z on on the uh, for the Nutty Professor album. Um, <laughs> matter of fact, I just I just listened to that song today. <laughs> I don't know if there was Pretty a Nutty Professor album. <laughs> <laughs> Drawn together. That's the show that I was thinking. Oh, yeah. I remember that show. But no, but I, I haven't seen this. Um, love tarantino so it'll, it'll be interesting I, I hope it has a lot of the same quick writing that i know tarantino's films have uh, and, and quick dialogue um be interested to see how the story develops as well uh and yeah tony scott was a, was a powerhouse director so uh this I, i'm excited I, I think i always confused this with usual suspects another film that i haven't seen so um, uh, but adrian was telling me before the show that they are vastly different oh yeah totally vastly different but both Really good movies for but sure. Both, like '90s era, you could tell that it, it was um, from this era. You know, they have a lot, a lot of like not not just references, but the the style is so '90s. You know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, uh, Arnold. Um, mm. What about you? Uh, <laughs> other than watching um, me in the corner of my room <laughs> watching this movie, <laughs> what are your uh, impressions? Uh, says who? Where, where did you, you get that? Idea? You just said that. <laughs> no, no, I didn't. He read it in High Times magazine. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, Anthony, it was, it was funny that you mentioned that um, that it reminded you of uh, some other movie. When, when Alex, when, when we were putting together the, the whole list of movies that we're going to watch for the season, and then Alex, you, you said, "Oh, true, true romance." No, uh, then then I realized that um, the, I, I thought it was a movie that I had seen, but then the 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 movie that I was thinking was actually True Lies. You know mm-hmm. that that that, um, that masterpiece. With I, the, remember, uh, I remember that uh, discussion. <laughs> yeah, the masterpiece with with starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. 
Yeah, I remember one scene in particular in that movie, but go on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I think we all yeah. did. Then, then it didn't dawn on, on me until maybe about a month or two later that it was a different movie. Yeah. Um, well, True Lies was like actually one of your favorite movies, right? I remember you used to watch it a lot. No, I didn't. I thought you did. Then. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Okay. So I did. So what? So what if I watched that? There's nothing wrong with it. Right I know. I know. That's why I'm not afraid right. to say it. <laughs> oh man. Oh my god. Why are you uh, scared? Have you have you have you ever seen um, Natural Born Killers? I haven't. Uh, seen oh, is that the the one st- um, starring um, Woody Harrelson? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. I know. See. That's... Is, is that the, like the, was that like the precursor to American History X? Yeah, you you were the precursor to Google, Arnold, because you seem to know everything. <laughs> oh, oh, stop! You're 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 too much. But uh, sometimes I don't know some things. I, that's that's you've made that abundantly clear, uh, Anthony. <laughs> um, have you ever seen Natural Born Killers? No, that's another one I have not that is on my list. So yeah. uh, not to get too into uh, True Romance just yet, um, but True Romance and Natural Born Killers were actually originally uh, one movie. Uh, oh, like, this is, this is what it's supposed to be said. Um, this is like a lot of rumors. I'm not really sure. I'm not. There's no, nothing confirming it. But it's kind of seen seems that, that way because uh, True, True Romance and um, Natural Born Killers uh, – involved two lovers yeah know, that go on this sort of like and you'll see it from the trailer is a like a crime spree type of deal hmm. yeah the fact that it's a uh, a tarantino film uh i i like it i like his films Tarantino yeah. kind of has that like a guy and a girl on a crime spree like throughout all of his films right mm. Somebody's going to try and spree for sure. Well, or yeah. like even if they're minor characters, like the the couple in the the bar in Pulp Fiction or in the diner in Pulp Fiction, right? Oh yeah. yeah. They just they were throw. But it, again, it's like a blonde girl and a guy, and like <laughs> you know they're yeah. trying to rob something. Yeah, yeah. Always up to some shit. Yeah. Well, uh, before we get too too into it, why don't we uh, check out the trailer? From the director of Top Gun and Beverly Hills Cop Two. A con man, a call girl, and a suitcase full of trouble. Now, all that stands between them and their wildest dreams are 60 cops, 40 agents, 30 mobsters, and a few thousand bullets. Christian Slater, Patricia Arquette, Dennis Hopper, Val Kilmer, Gary Oldman, Brad Pitt, Christopher Walken, in a Tony Scott film. Not since Barney and Clyde have two people been so good at being bad. True romance. Oh man, I'm in. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is like, um, you know, it, it, it feels like a classic blend of both Tony Scott's style yeah. and Tarantino's style. Yeah, well, I noticed a lot of stuff too in the trailer, like the scene where like the cops are all shooting at each other. That felt very uh, enemy of the state, you know, and that scene in the diner where they're all shooting each other. Yeah. Uh, the oh, also, is this the movie that Christopher Walken talks about putting a pocket watch up his ass? No, no. no. <laughs> oh, okay. Because oh. I was like, I was getting those vibes too, where I was like, wait a second, is that this one? <laughs> I thought that you was know, a Saturday it's... Night uh, Saturday Night Live skit. 
Yeah. <laughs> could have been too. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's what's funny is like I noticed it with Tarantino whenever he uses uh, Christopher Walken, it seems like like almost a similar like aspect ratio. Where he's like, I don't know, it's something. Hey, you, you, when you when you watch this movie, you'll get it. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Arnold, what did you think about the trailer? Uh, I was uh, man, I was um, impressed with the star-studded cast: Brad Pitt, Christian Slater, um, Arc Dennis Dennis Hopper. I hadn't hadn't seen him man since since Speed. <laughs> yeah, right. Wait, was, was that him in Speed? Yeah, it was. It was. <laughs> I know. Um, and then there was uh, one of the Arquettes. Uh, I, um, I just I just recognized the name Arquette. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, no, it, it doesn't look like anything that that um, uh, that I maybe remember seeing. So this is like totally brand new. But I do like the um, the 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 guns and stuff, and and uh, that you know, like like how you mentioned that guy, uh, that couple on a crime spree sort of vibe and you know yeah. they're, they're, they're about to run but then they just had to get their thing off you know <laughs> <laughs> and then they run then they can run otherwise they won't be able to focus well you get it out you get that out of the way then you're able to be hyper focused because mm. you're not thinking about it it's not on your brain you don't got i don't know thing. man i'm tired so <laughs> i'm not running anywhere after that <laughs> Well, uh, how, about, how about you, Anthony? Uh, what did you take away from the trailer? The, yeah, the trailer, I mean, it just seemed fun. Uh, you know, it, it definitely felt like a blend of of Scott and of, of Tarantino. Um, and, and you can see a lot of their other films in this movie. So, I mean, it's it, I, I'm in. I was hooked right from the trailer. Let's let's rock and roll. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Anything you want to add to this, uh, Adrian? No, just that... Uh, you know, it's such a stacked cast, like I said, and but it is interesting that they have Brad Pitt in the trailer because he only has like two short scenes, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I have, I have some interesting factoids that I'll relieve, re- reveal after the movie about uh, uh, Brad Pitt in this movie that I, I think are like really, really cool about make, make some even cooler in my eyes. Nice. Mm. So. Other than that, yeah, I'm ready to rock and roll as well, fellas. This is one of my favorite movies. Right, I'll watch cool. it three times a week. I know, no. me too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well then, uh, let's let's get to it. And uh, if you you watched the movie, uh, uh, we'll see you on the other side. If not, pause it here, check out the movie, and then join us on the other side. Are you itching for a good story, laughter among friends, maybe even a mystery or two? Well, you're in luck. Fire Breathing Kittens is a standalone Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Each episode is a separate three hour long story, like a movie for your ears, so you can listen to these adventures in any order you like. So join us on a real play DD quest as we solve mysteries, attempt comedic banter, and enjoy friendship. Fire Breathing Kittens podcast fantasy, action, mystery, friendship. What's up, Arnold? What are you doing? Oh, you know, I'm about to get down on this 99-cent cheeseburger from Mickey D's. <laughs> Mickey D's? Wow, you're crazy, Arnold. Yeah, that's what my psych teacher told me in high school. No one's seen him in over 20 years. Why are you eating that sad burger when you could have picked up something delicious from the Heyday? The hey what? The Heyday. They make the best burgers in Palm Springs, and they're sponsoring this show you're on. 
I'm on a show? The heyday at the Hilton Palm Springs, the finest burgers in the desert. Thursdays through Sundays, 12 p.m. to 8 p.m. Check out our menu at theheydaypalmsprings.com. Mmm, you're right, Alex. This burger is delish. Mm. Can you say that on the podcast? What's a podcast? And we're back. Uh, so um, let's get some uh, uh, some uh, initial responses. Uh, uh, Anthony, what was what's your initial reaction to this? Oh man, I thought this movie was fun. Uh, it, it it was definitely a blast from the '90s. I mean, I, I watched it uh, with Lindsay, so she watched it. And she was like, "When when was this movie made? It looks like it's a '90s." I was like, "Yep, '93." So, <laughs> so you could, I mean, even somebody that wasn't a Tarantino fan wasn't, you know, didn't watch a ton of Scott movies growing up. Uh, you know, they they could tell that it was a, a movie from the '90s, but. It it just had so many fun characters, and I I was thinking that's one of the things that Tarantino does so well is just really create characters, you know, and they don't even have to be fully aired out. Like I don't know what the hell Gary Oldman's character was supposed to be, but like I was captivated by it, you know. Yeah, uh, it was just so outlandish as like this white reggae dude dropping the end bomb <laughs> like i'm like all right man i'm i'm strapped in let's roll it's funny that you mentioned that because it's kind of like i think we had a conversation about this in the previous episode uh it was for rocky four and we're talking about like characters now those characters are so bombastic and so larger than life that they yeah it was even though the movie was just like this really like out there kind of wacky thing it still carried a story because you already knew the character the types just from who they presented themselves as. And I feel like that's what this movie does so well. That's what Tarantino does so well. Yeah, no, I, I definitely think, I mean, you think back to a lot of his movies and, and he's always had just interesting characters, you know, in every flick, he, he really puts a lot of time into developing that character. Even if you don't know a lot of their backstory, you still, like you said, you get who they are from how they present themselves to the audience. And uh, it's, it's something that, that he does very well, which is why I think he has had so much success. Yeah. Such a strength. He has such a strength in like choosing characters and everything. And what's so cool about this movie is it's stacked with like A-list, A-list actors. You got like, you know, Brad, like one, one, and here's the, here's the story that I was going to tell you guys. Uh, So with, with Brad Pitt, the story behind him, he was actually going, uh, was considered for the role of Clarence, Hmm. but he, he decided to choose, he, he, he chose himself to like, no, I want to play the role of the, uh, of Floyd, the Mm -hmm. the stoner uh, roommate. uh, roommate. And it's, what's so funny is like Tarantino wrote this, the uh, character based on his roommate who wasn't a stoner, but Brad Pitt, actually took that character and he's like, why don't I just make him a stoner? And so he like, that's a, truly a, an original character just based off of what uh, Brad Pitt brought to it. 
Oh, so that you, scene was hilarious too when he's sitting there and he's smoking out of the the honey bottle bong that he made. <laughs> and the mobsters come in, they ask him for directions. He's he's like, uh, "You guys want a token? This straight down beach, hang a right, another right." <laughs> I, I like when he gets all like uh, ballsy with uh, James Gan- Gandolfini after he leaves. He's all like, "Don't be all condescending to me, man. Yeah. I'll fucking kill you." <laughs> uh. <laughs> So yeah, um, Arnold, uh, what are your your thoughts on this movie after watching it? Man, it, it, it's a lot to that's a it's a hard question that it's a hard, hard thing to comment on, comment on. I mean, well, first thing, man, really a star-studded cast. Um, yeah. Samuel L. Jackson Jackson had a, a super short. Yeah. Um, uh, he he was in, in there uh, for it was basically a, a cameo. Time. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking of the word. <laughs> um, who? Oh yeah, but that dude, the the pimp. Now that oh. was that was such a, a weird character. But I feel like pimps are really weird people. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't really. I mean, they're know any or have any <laughs> yeah. experience with any. Well, you, I, I'm I'm sure that uh, pimps they have to have some sort of broken. Uh, thing in their their psyche to like. Hey man, pimping like, ain't easy. Oh no, I'm not. I'm not saying that it's easy. It's just like I'm sure they had a hard life that brought them to that situation. <laughs> you say they had a hard knock life. <laughs> 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 yeah. So, um, man, there there were so many so many others, uh, but but just like a real um, crazy ride of a movie. I was like, man, hey, so we had Christian Slater in season one, very <laughs> bad thing, and now this one, and they're both pretty crazy rides. I wonder, yeah. was this made before, which came first, this movie? Uh, or this, this, this came first. first. This came first. Christian yeah. Slater is just mentally insane, I think is what it is, and he <laughs> yeah. chooses those roles. <laughs> do, do, you, do you feel like there's like a little bit of a metaphoric message with this? You know how in the 80s there was just so much coke? And then, and then at the very end, how they threw the uh, the suitcase with the coke, and then he shot it, and then the thing just exploded. <laughs> Don't do yeah. that. I'm, I'm sure like that's a, what it was. Was it was it like a uh, like a goodbye to the '80s? Yeah, it was a goodbye to the '80s doing yeah. coke and uh, hello to heroin in the '90s. And, I hope it was a goodbye to the A's because Christian Slater had his uh, his jacket sleeves rolled up, you know. <laughs> oh. Well, I mean, it was ninety three, so <laughs> Don Johnson over here. So, so then, was he was he like um had like a multiple personality or like schizophrenic? Like no, with, no, with he all, wasn't. All this thing? Well, well, see, so here's the cool thing about that that thing, uh, and get, getting into that. Uh, so he was, so Val Kilmer played the uh, Elvis Presley but if you look in the tr- credits oh. it's it's credited as the mentor oh. so he oh. he doesn't have like a psychological break but he's uh he's actually just like imagining yeah. it's almost like how in Jojo Rabbit um <laughs> like what TT plays the the uh plays Hitler it's like that childhood like uh um imaginary friend yeah, yeah. friend on your shoulder yeah. It kind of like makes sense though, doesn't it? Because like Christian Slater, he's into comics, he's into kung fu movies. He almost has an air of like childishness to him. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like boyishness. Yeah. And then he has an imaginary friend who is is you know, in his mind Elvis, who is like the greatest thing in the world, right? Yeah. So yeah. That's kind of how I always interpret it. I don't know. 
you know yeah, what's it interesting? Seems like it was the the personification almost of his inner di- monologue. I guess. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, it's like it, mm-hmm. uh, embodying his inner, inner monologue. Yeah. Monologue. So. Yeah. Speaking of monologue, fun- uh, how about the, how about that um, that one monologue? <laughs> you mean a montage? <laughs> oh, montage! My bad. Have a montage. <laughs> yeah, that's the kind of mo- that's the kind of montage I like, where they're just banging through the whole thing. Yeah, that was, that was <laughs> you know, it's funny. It's like that's like a very Tony Scott like type of uh, scene. Feels yeah. like a very Harvey Weinstein type of scene as well. <laughs> <laughs> I know that, um, some parts like Patricia Ar. Yeah, Patricia Arquette was just spilling out of her shirt the entire movie oh, if she yeah. was wearing a shirt. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I'm not complaining. She's very, very blessed. But yeah, yeah. But yeah so I, I wanted to go back to the Elvis Presley right. whole Elvis Presley thing. Uh, Tony Scott he wanted to use Elvis Presley's music, but uh, Elvis's estate wouldn't allow them to. Um, they wouldn't even allow him to use his image, and that's why another reason why you never see Val Kilmer's face. That's why you don't see any of his images. You know, when originally when they cut, they 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 shot it, you would see Val Kilmer's face and everything like that. But I think that created a better mystique by not seeing him. Yeah, I think it worked. I think it worked better. I I just think it's funny that like I wonder, do you know why his estate wouldn't allow, like wouldn't clear it? Was it because they didn't agree with the content of the movie? It's just likeness rights and everything like that, getting paid and everything like that. So what had happened in the past before likeness rights and everything, uh before all those laws came into uh, act um, people were using his likeness left and right. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's actually credited to um, uh, Frank Sinatra after him, his, him and his estate finding out all this stuff about Elvis Presley after he passed away and all, everybody's just using his likeness and just making money off his likeness without mm-hmm. any permission. He also, he actually helped get that law changed so that um, nobody could steal nobody, his license. Yeah, like, nobody could steal your license without um, permission. permission. So uh-huh. it's thanks to Frank Sinatra and recognizing what was going on with Elvis Presley. And so that's, that's why, and, 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 in a reverse aspect, <laughs> that's why they they started defending his likeness. Uh, have, you, have you guys, you know, the, the, the country club out here, Desert Island? So, no. so it's in Ratchet Mirage. Um, they went under a new ownership, and <clears throat> they oh, decided one, one day, huh? It's a country club. Yeah. Is it here. by uh, Eisenhower? Yes. Yeah. Okay, I, I've I've been there. I made some deliveries there. Yeah. It's pretty huge. So, oh yeah, it's nice. Um, my sister-in-law lives there. Um, but but they they uh they decided one uh, it went under new ownership. They decided to change the name, and they wanted to call it. The Sinatra, and all of a sudden, I drove back past that one day. It was like Desert Isle, and the next day it says the Sinatra. I was like, oh, okay. Maybe less than a month later, it, it just changed to the the S. They got um, they got a, like a cease and desist, and, desist, like, yeah. and so oh, so they're like, damn, we already did a, a. I think they already did like marketing and stuff. Yeah. Um, but then they had to change it like right away. So now it still says there the S. If we were in Orange County, would it be the SS? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Topic um, Adrian, um, you're, you're, a, you're a Tarantino 
Absolutely. Um, what are your favorite Tarantino tropes that, oh. that were in here? Because okay. obviously this was this had his fingerprints all over it, even though he didn't direct it. Absolutely, yeah. I I noticed that in almost every movie of his, he always has a scene between two characters that are discussing something that has nothing to do and has no consequence with the rest of the, the plot of the rest of the movie. I like feel the, like, like the uh, intro, the, in, um, the the beginning monologue with the yeah. I feel like this movie had several of those. Like it had yeah. that. It had the conversation. Well, I want to say kind of the conversation between uh, Dennis Hopper and Christopher Walken, the whole, the whole eggplant cantaloupe conversation. God, that, that was a good scene. Yeah. That was yeah. great. That's a long way around to say, to say, to saying, uh, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's so, funny too. Cause I've, I've heard that dialogue before, but I've never seen this film, but like, I'm Italian. So <laughs> my boss always used to say, it, he's like, you know why you're an eggplant? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. And, and but when Anthony said that it's a long way to say, fuck you, then I realized, well, actually that's not a scene that's just between two characters that actually has more meaning to it. But, um, but, Tarantino always tends to have something like that in everything he writes, pretty much. I think even Inglorious Bastards has has those kinds of scenes. Um, so that's one of my favorite tropes for sure. Because the guy, the man knows how to write dialogue, even if it's not like it's not very flowery dialogue or, or super like like precise like dialogue where like what Sorkin sort of writes, but it's like very like it feels gritty and realistic. And yeah. 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 Like you would actually hear two people in real life talking the way some of these characters talk. Yeah, it's kind of like what Alex was saying, that scene in the beginning, that opening dialogue in the bar where he's, you know, then he just, he's going on about his love for Elvis and he's like, I'm not gay, but if I were going to fuck a yeah. man, it would be Elvis. Like <laughs> yeah, that's he, the diner scene in Reservoir Dogs, you know, it's yeah. like, it's that, like you said, it's, it happens in all the Tarantino's flicks. And you know what's, you know what's funny about that scene too, at the very beginning of the movie, he actually takes that, um, that, dialogue from his short film uh my best friend's wedding or uh yeah i the think that's with- my, yeah it's, I, I think that it's a short film that he he wrote hmm. uh, for when he was a student called my best friend's wedding not related to the uh not the good. one with uh, Julie, uh roberts but you know <laughs> yeah, that's interesting well it looks like it's my best friend's birthday my best friend's birthday why did i say like, mm-hmm. of course it's so close um but yeah close. um so yeah uh uh so the, the Tony Scott has this and 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 Tarantino like we talked about before they they both have this love for Los Angeles and what's so interesting even yeah. when they filmed um the scenes that are supposed to take place in Detroit a lot of those places are actually in LA like the movie theater is oh. in LA um it has to say, they use the same name they didn't even bother to change out the name they just <laughs> kept it the same right. um the the comic book store people originally thought it was the meltdown comics because it had mm-hmm. this kind of sort of like same sort of build out but they said that uh, after further research and even in like a director commentary they found out that it, it's this uh it was a store called um the fantastic store which is a play on the fantastic four obviously oh, that's um, funny. Nice. yeah and, and a lot of these places still still stand like um uh, the Safari Inn. I love that place. It's like one of my favorite places in LA. Oh, that's a real place. <laughs> yep, yep. They actually uh, had held like a t- true romance fest, and that was one of the sites oh, that they visited. <laughs> <laughs> Is that still going on? I don't think I mean, so. It, they only did that for. Uh, they 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 don't um, obviously. Uh, uh, what is that? It was for the 
the anniversary. I don't know what. I don't know. Okay, ninety three. So then the thirtieth is coming up. They they gotta do something then. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully they can put it on Arnold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're all gonna have to have Italian accents. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> we got uh, um uh, for men. You got you gotta wear you gotta wear a sport coat. Pop that collar. The, no, the, but, the top two buttons got to be unbuttoned. At I'm going to roll my sleeves up like Don Johnson. Mm-hmm. Wear a blazer and roll those sleeves, roll those bad boys up. Um, all I think all heads are welcome. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, the the poster that somebody shared on on the Slack of the of the cast of the movie. Yeah, that was me. You see, yeah. So you see Val Kilmer in that picture, and like uh, he's wearing like a hat and a jacket. But that's not at all what he looks like in the movie. You know, in fact, <laughs> exactly. I feel like they were trying to throw a, throw us a, a curveball with that photo. Um, yeah. All the it's people all- like looking for Val Kimmer, like they're just dying to see him in the movie, and yeah. then they can't, they don't see him at all. Man, that would be a huge letdown. <laughs> yeah, it feels like a poster for a shitty '90s comedy. It really does. <laughs> It's it's interesting that they got Val Kilmer to play a role that I mean almost anybody could have played, but they just like they chose Val Kilmer. I don't know. No, baby, Val Kilmer's the king. <laughs> <laughs> he's, uh, yeah, he's coming yeah. off the the um the heat from his movie Heat, right? Oh well. No, no, that came out later. Uh, I think maybe uh, it would be closer to like Batman. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I like I like the ending scene with all the fucking um, uh, pillow feathers in the air, like uh, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. that felt very John esque to me. But but oh, I feel, I feel like I've also seen that in 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 a Tony Scott movie. Like that felt yeah. like a Tony Scott trope. Okay. That 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 made me feel. It made you feel like um. I, I forgot who, who you said the like all the feathers that that scene. What it reminded you uh-huh. of. Yeah. Uh, well, for me, it was different. It was more kind of like Home Alone, Home Alone Two. <laughs> <laughs> this, this was the ultimate trap set by Kevin. <laughs> the ultimate booby trap. Yeah. By lead, lead poison. Yeah. So, um, Adrian, um, yes. lastly, did you um, did you happen to watch the director's cut? Yeah, that's that's the cut I watch. I, I don't really remember anything. Well, anything so, different. so this is what I, I I I think I remember. The director's cut um, at the end. Uh, well, when he he uh, she um she kills uh, Gandolfini in the hotel. She ends up unloading on him, and then like taking yeah. the the, the, the mm. shotgun and hitting him with it. Was that in the director's cut? That's what I kind of remember. That's, that's what I saw. That's, I think I saw that. Is that yeah, so? That, so yeah. He, so oh. she unloads the shotgun and beats beats the crap out oh, of. Oh uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what I remember. So that's the that's one of the differences. And in the, at the end, um, Alabama is the one that kills Chris Penn, right? Yeah. Oh yes. There you go. So that's the difference between yeah, and and so that's what's so funny about like I I, I what I like about the director's cut oh, like it's more man. like non-director's cut. The Italian dude that got shot that was hiding behind the couch. Oh, I don't. Chris so, Penn goes over to kill the dude behind the bar that's calling for an ambulance, and then yeah. as he shoots him, the Italian dude shoots and kills Chris Penn. Was it the same Italian dude that shot the, his black partner? The yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the one that he's like, get out of from behind of the couch. <laughs> Anthony, I learned a uh, wop. Yeah. 
I mean, I, I always, I knew, I know of WAP, you know, uh, different, but, different type of WAP, but yeah, that's uh, that's a stereotypical <laughs> derogatory term. For, Is it for short for like Whopper? I don't know what actually. Papers. Oh yeah, without papers, that's what it stood for. Yeah. Uh, Were Italians known for immigrating without papers to the U.S.? I thought it was all done above board. I don't know. Well, that- it was done through Ellis Island, but I think a lot of them just kind of came over, and like a lot of us just got assigned names when we came over, um, oh. and mm-hmm. like or like they just tried to spell it. That's how like a lot like uh, the spelling of our last name, Girardi, was changed. It like it, it, the the H that's in it isn't supposed to be there. So what, uh, what would it normally be? G I R A R D I. So just Giardi. Yeah, Giardi. Yeah, Giardi. Um, I like the scene with with uh, I call him Tony Soprano almost with James Gandolfini <laughs> sort of talking to uh, uh, Patricia Arquette about the first time you kill a man and all that. Oh yeah, yeah. like that felt like uh, I was almost like a, a a precursor to his you know therapy sessions and, and the Sopranos. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Talking about stuff, I was like, oh, is that like? Uh-huh. inspired that i don't know that how was, does that make you feel, how does that make you feel? <laughs> he's such a scary character in this movie oh, yeah. for yeah. uh him and christopher walken and I'm, I'm always like disappointed that christopher walken we don't see him after that scene with him and dennis hopper he's only in that one scene yeah, yeah. you know what's funny is like yeah. they, they show him again in the trailer where he's walking down this hallway in like a tux and everything like that it's like that's never in the movie you know, uh, and you know what's, what I also think is so funny about that, like inconsistencies from the trailer versus the actual film is like uh, that, that like ground, uh, grindhousey like voice is like, oh, the yeah. only thing that's standing in their way is 30 cops and 60 gangsters and oh, 40 agents. Bullets. And I was like, dude, that's not even what happens. They don't even have that many like no. agents and cops. And, it was like uh, five cops and like yeah. six Goombas. And two, two, the two dudes working for the Jewish uh, uh, agent producer dude. Yeah, and then the, his his subordinate that rats on him or whatever. Yeah. I was, I was I, glad to see him get lit up, Elliot. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Balky, Balky with Harkness. Perfect strangers. He did not Man. get to do the dance of joy at the end. <laughs> we watching this is that Michael Rapaport's character runs away. And that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, see, you know, you know, here's, here's the cool thing about this whole thing. It's I think it's like almost like, in a way, like karmic uh, justice sort of deal, where like the people who are genuinely and they love each other and they protect each other. You look at it. Um, they said like at the very beginning, Alabama. They said uh, I love you, and he's like, if I if you if I say I love you back, and blah blah blah, and he's, and then she goes, I swear to you. I will never ever lie to you ever again. And she doesn't. She yeah. never lies to him again. Yeah. Like, and they love each other purely in this like super genuine way. But even mm-hmm. with like Dennis Hopper, he like tells um, Clarence, like, I love you. Like the, he, like no matter what their past was, he's like, I love you. And yeah. what happens with uh, the whole scene with uh, Christopher Walken, he ends up like lying to Christopher Walken, knowing that he could possibly die gets killed and yeah. they still find out where he uh where clarence went like yeah. 
like Dennis Hopper, like did his best to try to protect his son. He truly loved his son. Well, yeah, I feel and, like his experience too of him being a cop, like watching Dennis Hopper's face in the scene, it seemed like he knew that he wasn't getting out of that a lot, oh, no yeah. matter what, yeah. you know. And so oh, yeah. he just, and you could see like that cop background come back as he was telling his story. He was taking control of the situation again, or at least what yeah. little he could. I mean, that was such a good fucking scene. Yeah. Yeah. And it's you know, it's funny too. Like this this whole idea of love is like true, like the whole true romance thing. I think it was beyond just like romantic love but like true love for our, our friends and family like yeah. even with like dick ritchie when um they were trying to leave to go to the hotel and dick ritchie gets the phone call and he's like come on, come on let's go let's go and then like dick ritchie stops and he's like i got the role and they were genuinely happy for him yeah he's like, oh, yeah, cool, cool let's let's go tell us on tell us on the way to the car and then dick ritchie stops him again once more and then he's like uh, genuinely clarence stops and is like yeah what do you what, what do you want and he's like, and then Dick Ritchie, he's like, he just smiles because he knows he's there with his friends and celebrating this. And he just smiles at, at Clarence is like nothing. <laughs> and, they, and they take off. And it's like, this is really purely genuinely happy moment with their friends. Yeah. And so that, you know, that they care for each other and he would like not turn on any of them. Yeah. Well, I noticed too, anytime you had that connection between two characters, that theme song was, would play the song from Hans Zimmer. Yeah. And, well, yeah. I'll say, though, the one place it felt out of place was when he, uh, he was was Slater was yelling at uh, Dennis Hopper about like their past and the relationship with the mom like that. It, it felt out of place there because that felt like a very angry kind of conversation or they're getting shit off their chest. And you have this like happy, lovey, light music playing. I'm like, that's that seems out of place here. I don't know. I don't know. I, I feel like that's that was more like a theme, like like. Clarence and and uh, Alabama's theme more than anything, and so it was just kind of like it wasn't really to signify any sort of love or anything like that. It was just well, right, but like in that scene they weren't. Yeah, but it wasn't Clarence and Alabama there, right? It was Clarence and his dad. True, I which mean, is true. why it felt it felt weirdly placed there. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. I always thought that music was sort of meant to be like a contrast. Like you have this sort of hopeful, happy music against this sort of bleak. You know, sort of not dark, but like, you know, almost definitely. like their kind of optimistic love trying to break through this really real gritty, shitty situation yeah. that they find themselves exactly. in. That's kind of how I interpreted it. Is the music that you guys are talking about the, the one I took a screenshot and, and sent yeah. to you guys in the chat? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I got because I, I can't remember. I remember it was like very calming kind of music. Like, um, I, I yeah, liked it. And, and, I, and to me, it gave me like, like a really, um, I, I don't know, the, the the way the music it it it, made, it seemed very artsy and I don't, <laughs> that's the the best way I can for describe me, it right for now. Me, for me, it kind of felt like uh, like like almost even foreshadowing of like the the ending, you know, because like it was this kind of like hopeful thing, and yeah. e even though it's just like music, it doesn't really say anything in words or like even images. But like it kind of like foreshadows the happy ending, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So it's the I kind know. of music that makes you want to go on Facebook and choose feeling hopeful under the <laughs> you get on Is that it. a thing that we can do still? <laughs> no one uses it, but yeah. <laughs> well, right, guess what? I'm we, gonna uh... do that right now. <laughs> Arnold is feeling hopeful. <laughs> 
right, um, what, what do you say we get into uh, um, the ratings right now? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So one more thing I wanted to, like, yeah. just a funny uh, factoid. Brad Pitt's ca- a stoner character mm-hmm. was actually the uh, Floyd. They um, He was the inspiration for making the film Pineapple Express. Which, oh, according sure. to which, according to uh, producer Jed Apatow, who thought who thought it would be funny to make a movie in which you follow that character out of his apartment and watch him get chased by bad guys. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, I, I thought, can see that. Yeah, I can see. So uh, let's get into the ratings. Um, let's go with the the, the new the the newbies. Uh, 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 Anthony, what do, what do you give it? Yeah. So, you know, like I said, I was hooked from the trailer. I I love um, Quentin Tarantino movies. This is one of the few that I haven't seen. So I'm glad I checked it off my list. Uh, Great acting from Patricia Arquette. I thought she did an incredible job. Uh, Christian Slater is Christian Slater. You know, he's not going to take home any awards, but he plays this character very well. Uh, and just a loaded cast. You know, you had such that's like we kept saying that scene between Dennis Hopper and Christopher Walken was such a, a powerhouse scene between two powerhouse actors. Uh, you had, I mean, just the, the Gary Oldman's pimp character is such a memorable and weird performance. But I love it because Gary Oldman can't be categorized as any one thing. The man can do no wrong. Yeah. Uh, and and yeah, you had even Michael Rappaport uh, turning in a wonderful, wonderful performance decades before he did my favorite thing. Shit on Donald Trump daily. Uh, I give this movie a solid four stars. I, uh, I very thoroughly enjoyed this. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, where can they find you on uh, the socials? Oh, yeah. And you can follow me on Letterboxd at Toner, T-O-N-3-R. Uh, same username on Instagram, Toner, right. T-O-N-3-R. Great, great. Uh, Arnold. Yeah. So, um, man, um, so I was just thinking about this. And, you know, I, I love getting the, the reaction right after. But then there's so many times that we're on the season finale, season two, where like you know hours later the next day um thinking of the movie or when i'm listening to the podcast you know um that where, where other things come to mind i'm like ah oh that, that that was a gem and i probably could have you know brought it up like right now if i were to be taking notes but mm-hmm. hey I didn't. well we're, we're living off the uh the live reaction um but <laughs> and so and so i know that, that there, there's a lot um with, with that said, uh, there was there was a lot in this movie. You know, beautiful. Uh, you know, uh, uh, just just with Christian Slater and um, Patricia Arquette. Um, how how it was. Um, you know, they, they just it was just like they they uh, loved each other like right off the pretty much a really short relationship and got married and. Um, but there was a lot of genuine uh, feeling that 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 they uh, portrayed. Yeah. And, um, it, it was very it was very beautiful. Um, and and in the story, you know, it was, it was it was pretty wild. You know, they got caught up with this and um, and, and and trying to get get rid or unload this whole thing of coke. And um, it was really cool seeing all the all the different. Um, Hollywood characters, um, star-studded casts. Um, I, I agree with Anthony. Um, 
I was thinking in my head a, a four, and and he, he gave a, a, a letterbox four. Um, it was definitely a zero Z, um, but a four <laughs> a four star is. I, I thought it was a really really good movie and made in '93. Man, I can watch that watch that again. Same thing how how it is for a lot of other all the other Tarantino movies. I can watch them over and over again. Um, this one this one was really good. Um, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, awesome. So you can check if you don't believe my rating. You can check me out on Letterboxd at Arnie Calego, C-A-L-L-E-G-O. That's how you spell Calego. It's the same at for Instagram, um, TikTok, and Twitter. Uh, you can also find me on uh, Arnold Calego on Facebook, LinkedIn. I'm, I'm also on Snapchat. So um, that's my rating. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you for that, Arnold. Uh, Adrian, uh, yeah. what do you think? So I I originally I had originally uh, rated this movie three and a half stars on Letterboxd, and now that I'm rewatching it with you guys and talking it through and stuff, I, I think I have a, a greater appreciation for this movie uh, uh, than I did the first time that I rated it and the first time I watched it even. So I'm gonna bump that up just like how they did in the movie, a couple bumps. Christmas uh, <laughs> <laughs> bump. Christmas so four stars out of five uh, on Letterboxd. Um, yeah, it's it's a wonderful cast. It's it's great writing. I mean, a, a, Tarant- or a Tarantino written script and a Tony Scott directed movie just they they go well together like butter on bread. You know what I mean? Like name a more iconic duo. You know what I mean? That t- that sort of thing. Like the word fucking Samuel L. Jackson. Exactly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So uh, this this is up there with with that sort of what with one of my favorite movies in general, but especially like from this era and this sort of genre of, of movie making, you know, it's violent, it's campy, it's fun, it's it's weird. Um, I know I'm here for it. I feel like the older I've gotten, the more I've I've come to appreciate these sort of movies because I almost feel like they don't really make this level of of movie anymore. Like this, like they don't make them this good anymore like they try to make like can't like sort of like campy action movies but i don't know like they miss the mark somehow but this movie uh, this movie's firing on all cylinders you know what i mean uh so for that i give it four stars um it's, it's definitely up there with one of my favorite movies and uh and you can check out this rating and more on my letterbox i've changed everything across the board on boots too big on letterbox instagram uh and and now uh, twitter and now tiktok and now i'm officially on tiktok so <laughs> i <laughs> i pulled the trigger and you can find me on TikTok sharing weird meme videos are you gonna be doing any uh tiktok dances am i gonna be dance videos well we'll see we'll see <laughs> china thanks you yeah, exactly. <laughs> maybe yeah. some uh some uh, TikTok dances to the theme song of uh um true romance. <laughs> Ooh, that's an that. idea. I'm gonna do a in every video. That's all. Or or a, a a dance for for iconic songs from every movie in all the episodes that we've done. And then we'll <laughs> duet each one of those videos, you and I, Arnold. <laughs> oh yes, we got some creative going. There you yeah. go. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you, Adrian, for that. Um, so uh, this is one of my, if not my all-time favorite Tarantino film. Um, I think that's because I 
connect to it on a personal level more so than I do with like say Reservoir Dogs or Pulp Fiction or any of his movies. They like re- it, it resonates with me more just because Christian Slater's character is pretty much me in the '90s. This nerdy, dorky video game and um, you know obsessed, music obsessed, film obsessed uh, kid working at a video store and um this like wanting to find love and wishing that like some but some uh girl would just walk into my life the same way that patricia arquette would I mean, obviously that's not real life that's but like the beauty of this is it's it's such a like idea of like true romance of like the idealness of like what it should be but it, it does like kind of like what's so interesting about it is that it the ideals that it has are really what um, true love should be about, which is honesty. They never lied to each other. You know, they cared about each other too, like to the end. And um, even if they had to do bad things, they were honest about it. You know, like they, they were honest about every single thing. He's like, I just killed the guy, mm-hmm. you know, I killed, you know, it was just like, not that anybody would go to those extremes or at least hopefully not, but you know, if it ever came down to it, like I'm sure you guys would kill for your, your um, significant others. And so I played the fifth and uh, I'm not going to say anything more without my attorney present. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it, it's, it's, I, I find that as such, that's why I, where I connect to it. I, I've, I, I've always like, like themes of death of, of love of romance and things like that. That's always been like one of my big things. And, it also infor- informed this movie is like definitely informed my palette. What I like in film, you know, like a major in a major way, you know, uh, mm-hmm. I, I, it has that sort of art house sensibility. Um, it still has that sort of, like you said, campiness, you know, um, this, and what's so cool about it is it's like, it's a, it's such a swath of like all these like, big name actors before they came huge other than like say Dennis Hopper and um, uh, uh, Christian Slater, you know, mm-hmm. um, but like, and, and, and apart from a few other actors in there, but yeah, like, Walken was a well-known actor. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. But like at that point, but like, a little bit. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, this, this movie for me has, um, it's the reason why I chose to have it be, the uh like since i was going to do the the season finale i wanted to end it on this high uh, high note for all of us and because i thought it, it would be such a like cool movie to end the season with because of my love for it um and i give it a, f- a five star um mm-hmm. I've, I've always it's it's been a five star <laughs> and it will remain a five star in my in my book mm-hmm. um it's you know granted it's you know there's still some flaws to it because you know tarantino is still such a young writer but it was so entertaining to me and all the characters had their a life of their own before they even stepped on onto screen like you they you just felt their each and every character's presence you know you know who they were or what they were and you know their motives and but you still like sat there that you were like enthralled in like how these people would interact and that's what was so cool about it and that's what's so cool about tarantino's uh films to begin with 
So yeah, five stars, uh, and I'm sticking to that. Um, Are you sure, Alex? Because I just I just checked the, your letterbox, and this is four four point two five, four four point two zero. I think you're looking at four and a half. I think you're 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 looking at your own. That, that, no. that GPA, Arnold. <laughs> That's really happening on out. your watch, bro. Hey, uh, quit uh, smoking weed before the shows, Arnold. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that, <laughs> he's in love with the cocoa. <laughs> in love with the cocoa, Arnold. Cola, Coca Cola. Uh, <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Anyways. Um, so yeah, um, I think that's the end of the show. I w- we want to thank everyone for tuning in uh, to this second season. It's been this year's been so difficult, but you, uh, those of you who have tuned in, who downloaded um, our show, um, we're, we're really super grateful for it. Um, it it makes you know, the, the, like doing this like a lot of fun and I mean it still would be fun regardless but it makes it more meaningful for people to actually pay attention and we th- we're super grateful for that um to all my uh co-hosts uh I really appreciate you guys I uh I, I love doing this thing with you it's something that uh, has kept me going during this like crazy time yeah. you know yeah. and um it gives me motivation to like continue doing not just this show for another season, hopefully season more seasons to come, many more seasons to come and other creative endeavors for ourselves. Mm. Um, like, um, oh, speaking of creative endeavors and everything, I did, I don't think I, I mentioned all my social media. You can find me on daily dares on Instagram, um, on letterbox. Uh, you can find me on uh, PS comic con, uh, the Ghost Channel, uh, Master Up, Night Market. Those are all like things I've been involved with. But getting back to it, um, yeah, I, I really appreciate be, getting able to do this um, with you guys for another season. And uh, I can't wait for season three to like to get going. Um, well said. Oh, thank, yeah. you, thank you. And uh, missed, just, to rep- just to represent him. Uh, Justin, we miss you. Uh, we yeah. wish you were you were here uh, doing this recording with us. I know you were one of the, the few people who didn't get a chance to watch one of the three the the group that didn't get to watch True Romance yet. Hopefully, you get to watch this and like check out the podcast, and you know, uh, maybe later on down the road, like like maybe do a blog post or like get your own take on it. Uh, you know, you're even in this conversation. Watch. Exactly. <laughs> well, uh, Justin, we, we miss you. We uh, yeah. hope you, uh, you're doing well. Um, and yeah, um, any final words from y'all guys? Uh, I just want to echo what you said. Uh, this has been, uh, the last couple of years have been, you know, a pretty turbulent, turbulent times for a lot of people. And obviously for me personally as well, I think things are slowly but surely starting to uh, – you know, a level off a little bit. So, so that's good. Uh, I always, I think I said it on the new year's episode, but I, I see, I see a glimmer of hope on the horizon. And I, I want to keep that positive outlook for 2021, uh, regardless of all the craziness going on in the world. But no, I do. I do thank all of you uh, for making me laugh for, for doing the show. Um, it's definitely been uh, a good, uh, 
break from just the normal, you know, everyday yeah. life. Uh, so yeah, and uh, just really quick, just want to plug our website that uh, Anthony Girardi himself made for us. Uh, never seen the podcast dot com. We're gonna start up some blog posts on there as well, like uh, Alex mentioned. So definitely look out for that. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I just want to say also I, I, how grateful I am to be doing this podcast. It's the first time I've ever been involved in doing a podcast, and um, what a pleasure it, it, it's been to be doing it with with you guys who've been doing podcasts and been so involved with with many others and it's been a, a really really fun experience so far and look forward to much more it's it's helped keep me sane uh and bring a a, a, a fun social aspect to the stay at home living that we have here in southern california we're back in a uh lockdown again and so um, being able to so socialize with you guys has, has been um, uh, almost like oxygen, you know, Great, needed. Man. Well, yeah, it definitely has been nice having this uh, creative outlet. And, uh, you know, it's, it's it's fun just being able to get on here, goof with you guys, and uh, hopefully entertain the masses. But even if we're just, you know, entertaining ourselves and our few friends, it's uh, it's definitely something that, that is bringing a little bit of levity to to some uncertain times and uh i'm not as optimistic as y'all though i'm fucking locking myself in a, a bunker like <laughs> after we're done filming this we're filming this eight days before the inauguration so who knows what happens by the time this thing is out man shit yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, well if, if if this is the last one and we're all like doomed to like be a gentlemen it's been an honor and another honor ha ha has been to have Kyle Mapson uh, of Burn Cycle um, giving us the, his uh, blessing to use his uh, song um, for our intro. Uh, we're, we're super grateful for that. Uh, you could find him on uh, Instagram at selfies underscore food underscore and underscore pets. And uh, yeah. Well, thank you very much, and we'll see you next season. Here's to season three. Yeah. Woo!